welcome everybody. Let's talk real estate. Your weekly BS with Barry Saywitz about the current commercial real estate market here in Southern California. As we take a no BS look at both sides of the issues driving this market today to find the best solutions going forward. With our man right in the middle, Barry Saywitz. Hey, Barry. Hey, good morning, Paul, and good morning to all of our viewers and our listeners out there. It's Tuesday. We're back again. I'm Barry Saywitz, president of the Saywitz Company and managing partner of Saywitz Properties. And we are back to talk a little more real estate. So thanks for tuning in. We are here and we are live and I'm excited about today's show for a couple of reasons. Number one, it is football season and we're back in full swing, uh, both on the college side and the professional side. So congratulations to all of those teams who won this past week and then best of luck again in the, in the next coming, uh, coming weeks. I also want to do a shout out to all of uh, our Jewish listeners. A happy new year uh, to everyone and, and a healthy and happy one uh, going forward. Um, with all of that said, I want to welcome uh, our guest, uh, Jonas Bordeaux, who is the CEO and founder of Dwellsy, which is a real estate software platform. And uh, we're going to delve into more of the real estate technology. He is joining us live from Las Vegas. Uh, Jonas, thanks for coming on the show and, and sharing your thoughts and expertise with us. Absolutely. It's a pleasure to be here, Barry. Thanks yeah. for having me on. So I appreciate you taking time away from the craps table and hopefully they'll save their spot there for you. <laughs> I think um, that's for the best. Yeah, no, that could very well could be. In honor of the fact that you're in Las Vegas, I have ordered up some complimentary drinks for us here in the studio. I don't know if they're going to make it by the time we're done with the show, but we can only hope. Um, so uh, I appreciate you coming on the show. Um, the, you're, you're there in Las Vegas at uh, Real Estate Information and Technology Conference where people come from all over the world to share their real estate technologies and, and explore the future of not only technology, but how it applies to the real estate world. And you yourself are one of those innovators in founding and uh, developing Dwellsy, which is a real estate platform for leasing on the multifamily side of things. I want to start by sort of rewinding how you got into the software business in the first place, and then we can talk about the software itself. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I, I really got into it um, from the operator perspective. I was running apartments myself. I was uh, with a company called Essex Property Trust and responsible for the portfolio there. And there were really a couple of major problems that I just got incredibly frustrated by. First, renters couldn't find a good place that had all of the available listings. There just weren't any options. Craigslist used to be you know, never a good experience, but at least it had a lot of inventory. Uh, and when that really went away in the late 2010s, that became a huge problem for renters. And then for us as operators, it became a huge problem as well. It got very, very expensive and difficult to advertise your availability. And so it was looking to provide a better experience for both sides. And then ultimately, there was a data set that I really wanted to get access to, which is rent price. We needed to know what the price of the rent should be, and there was no good data options available to us. Um, so in solving the marketplace problem, I realized we could also solve the data problem. Uh, so here we are a couple of years on. Now we have uh, over 20,000 professional property management organizations on the Dwellsy platform. Um, about 60% of professionally managed rental units are on Dwellsy today. Huh, interesting. And so as an apartment operator ourselves with uh, more than 100 multifamily properties throughout Southern California, we know the marketing side of things and the advertising very well. And we have now just started to use your platform uh, in addition to all of the other sort of mainstream advertising. Uh, we, we use Craigslist, we use Zillow, we use apartments.com, not to plug those uh, platforms, but I guess explain for our viewers and our listeners out there how Dwellsy sort of differs 
uh, from those yeah. platforms and then what some of the benefits are not only for the landlord who gets to market his properties but also for the tenant who's out there searching for a place yeah. in, in what might be a difficult market yeah absolutely so you know i think the the, the legacy platforms out there the names you mentioned and others uh, you know there's really three big names in that space and they've been great firms great partners uh, i've been a client of theirs in the past and i've gotten great service from them what they sell is is paid advertising for um for landlords and if you are in the market and you're willing to pay um, then they can be a great platform for you but the reality is that the overwhelming majority of units in this business we estimate about 85 percent have been, never had a paid listing associated with them so if you're a renter going and looking for a place to rent those sites can be very frustrating unless you're looking for you know premium multifamily and nothing else and there's very few renters who are only considering that asset type um, most renters are looking at a diverse set of, of options um, and so for that renter, it's it's quite frustrating to have that experience. And then for the landlord, uh, you know, I, when I was one, I wanted a long, uh, I wanted a, a low cost option that provided good marketing support and helped me get the word out. And that's what Wells is, we're completely free. And there's no charge to anybody. And there's no charge for listings or for closed leases or for leads or any of those ways that the traditional folks charge. And so it's completely free. Yeah, so that I- has been a meaningful differentiator in the space, as you can imagine. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, as a landlord, if you've got a smaller apartment building, a fourplex or an eight unit or whatever, you just don't have the kind of marketing budget that uh, a hundred or two hundred or three hundred unit complex would have. You probably don't have your own website because you don't have units coming available that often. But when you do, you want to get a rented. Exactly. Exactly. So, and it's interesting because I, I we've used Zillow for a long time, and I know they changed their model and then started charging for ads. And then it didn't work because people stopped advertising with them. And then they, they went back to sort of the free model so yep. that they could, because, because the other problem is if you charge people and you don't have all the data, now you've compromised the data in your site, which is what I like about yours because the fact that it is free encourages people to put their stuff on the site and then you, you have better data for the end user at the end of the day. Exactly. So exactly. here's my exactly. question. So, so, so my question is, so how does it make, how do you make money if it's free? <laughs> Uh, well, we make money in a few different ways. So we've got advertising on the site, which turns out to be a, a powerful and important part of our revenue model. Um, so when renters come and use the site, they see ads for, you know, whatever they were shopping for most recently, whether that's um, other apartment platforms, which always cracks me up, uh, or shoes or whatever else they happen to be interested in. We also have a number of consumer products for them. Yeah, so that's what I was going to ask you about. So things like renters insurance or movers or things that are associated with when I have to move would seem to me like a great place for those folks to advertise. Yeah, yes and no. You know, one of the things that we're very well aware of is that we're very early in the purchase process for the renter. You know, they're just starting to think about their rental when they're on our platform. And usually they buy renters insurance at the point when they're getting their lease or something along those lines. So we just have to be thoughtful about where we are on that journey. Um, we have a tool called Dwells the Edge, which helps renters have a dramatically better outcome in the rental search process. Just a $30 product, but that's been very popular as well. And then we sell you know, property data. So if you want to know what the rents should be in your market, we can tell you what that is. We've got by far the most comprehensive database available today. Yeah, that was my next question, which is so um, you are able to track what I'll call market rents in a particular sub-market or neighborhood, uh, and you're also able to predict as best you can without uh, screwing it up, which is what we try to do every week, where the market's headed and and where things are going. So from both sides of the equation, whether it's the landlord or the tenant, you've got data. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. So that, you know, we've just never, nobody's ever had access to good quality rent data before. It just hasn't existed. I spent two years trying to find it in my prior life. And, you know, where I am now, it's really exciting because we're able to allow people to do things they, they've wanted to do for years, but haven't been empowered to do, whether it's, you know, just really seeing comps. You know, I was working with a client the other day and they, for 75% of the properties that they had in their portfolio, they couldn't find any comps at all, rent comps. And the first property they sent me, we were able to find almost 300 comps for it. And that was pretty exciting for them. Huh, interesting. Well, and also too, I, I think some of these smaller properties, you don't really get the comp data because in the past, again, if, if I had advertised on Craigslist, I put an ad, yeah. it gets rented, and then that data doesn't go anywhere. Nobody tracks it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and you couldn't scrape Craigslist. Craigslist would fight back against that pretty aggressively. Yeah. Um, so even folks who tried um, either ended up with a bad result or a lawsuit. So, you know, one of the important things that we've done is, is partner with great property management organizations like yourself and be able to provide a great experience and good rationale for listing with us. And then we turn around, and if you're contributing to the data set, you get a nice discount on uh, purchase data, and it works out well for everybody. And there's pictures, and you can post floor plans and virtual tour links and all the yeah. fun stuff that uh, you could do on any other site. You have access to all of that, right, when, when yeah. people are yeah. searching. 100%. Yeah. And the other thing that I found interesting that I liked about the site is it really it has the capacity to pull the data from the landlord's software. So if you are using a mainstream uh property management software, uh, whether that's a Yardi or, or, you know, rent roll or an app folio or something like that, then you can basically pull the data if you wanted to, and then take it straight to the site so that you're eliminating yep. some of the input and the time constraints on the landlord for doing it. And for a smaller guy, you can just input it no different than another site. Is that kind of yeah. how it goes? Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, one of the things that we realized in the beginning is we needed to remove any friction uh, with people listening with us. So uh, having that integration with the property management software is critical because most of the property management software systems, it's literally just a single click of a button to list an entire portfolio, and then everything automatically just starts flowing to us. Um, there's no work that needs to be done at all to either set it up or maintain it. Uh, it's really straightforward. It works really nicely. And then do you do anything with the data in terms of marketing it or preparing reports? I know, again, uh, not to talk about other sites, but uh, whether it's a CoStar or an Apartments.com, they're big fans of putting together market reports. I don't know where that information necessarily goes. Or, or do you really uh, make the data inform, uh, and information available and then it's up to the individual owner to be able to massage it or you know, yeah. collate it so that they can pull whatever they need? Yeah, so today we have a couple of different options available for folks who want to acquire the data. You can buy a raw data feed, you can get a comparables API. And we're working with partners on some, on some new products. You know, one of the things that we'll be out with pretty soon is a uh, comparables report for an individual property that you can just purchase very quickly and easily on the site. Um, so that'll be a new one. But, you know, that kind of reporting that you're describing will come in time. Uh, we know people want that and we want to be able to meet that uh, demand. But we aren't there quite yet. Yeah. In terms of the growth of the site itself, I guess talk a little bit on the landlord side. Obviously, you're bringing on new property management companies and mom and pop landlords uh, every day. Yeah. How has uh, the growth been? Uh, from, I mean, it seems like it's exponential. And then also just from the user, the end user site, it seems like it's a very easy tool to use and, and you should be growing and pulling you know, potential customers, I guess, and, and end users from some of these other options because uh, it's a better yeah. site. Yeah, that's that's the goal. Um, you know, I think the, the other sites have their place. And I wouldn't try to supplant any of them, but what we want to be is that backbone 
site where that yeah. we have all the inventory. So we're the logical uh, hub for most people's rental service. That's what we're building towards. Uh, and we're still, you know, there's lots of room to grow. We served about 2 million renters last year, which was about 4x growth over the prior year. We're on track for similar kind of growth this year. So the goal is to very um, effectively and sustainably grow the audience uh, and really make Dwellsy a household name. When you think renting, um, we want people to think about Dwellsy. Yeah. And, and you have some pretty high powered investors and in, uh, in the company and, and that helped you early on, I guess, talk about how you were able to bring on in university of Chicago, some of these other folks, uh, mm-hmm. what was their interest in it and, and, and yeah. how, how are they helping you to grow? Yeah. Well, you know, we're very fortunate to have fantastic partners and, you know, great luck to find them along the way. And I think, you know, what they've seen in it is, is the opportunity for rentals, uh, to finally have a true marketplace. There are categories that have been transformed uh, by different marketplaces. You know, eBay was the original one for collectibles, uh, completely transformed a large market. And we have the same power and opportunity to transform this market. This has never been a marketplace before. Um, so investors like Lulu Ventures, Heroic Ventures, University of Chicago, as you mentioned, have been great partners to us, Frontiers as well. And they've all, uh, you know, really seen that vision of, if this enormous market, it's $600 billion a year in rent gets paid, uh, has a true marketplace where everybody can transact, it's gonna be a much better, stronger marketplace overall and better for every participant in it, better for renters, better for landlords, everybody will win by having a good, strong, low cost, efficient marketplace for everybody to use. Yeah, no, no, and, and the fact of the matter is, is it benefits really both sides to have access to the information as opposed to you know, in New York City, you ha- had to go around knocking on doors or you had to have hire somebody to actually go do that for you to find an apartment. Yeah. Uh, now yeah. you can sit at your desk and you can have access to that real-time information. And I think, you know, long gone, although we still do it time and again, are the, you know, yellow or the red and white for rent signs. You stick it in the lawn and then, you know, you hope they come. And yeah. in, in today's world, especially with COVID and other things, um, you know, that's just not how it gets done. It's changed a lot. And I think fundamentally, most people start most purchase processes online. And the fact that far too many rentals require you to get out and walk a neighborhood, look for those yard signs, look for those window signs, walk into a leasing office. It's very inefficient. It's not how people shop anymore. uh, But that's still the way the industry works. Um, And and actually, ironically, seven or eight years ago, it didn't work as much that way because most of the listings were on Craigslist. But now that it's mostly fraudsters on both sides of the, the Craigslist rental marketplace, a lot of people have gone back to yard signs. Um, you know, the humble spinner is back as an efficient tool for bringing people in the door. Uh, but for the renter, that's that's a lousy experience. It's not what they're looking for. Yeah, no question. And, and here in Southern California, which is really where all our product is, the rental markets are still very tight. And so it's important to get real-time information because if you are out shopping or you're kicking the tires or you're waiting for that right opportunity to come, you need to jump on it as soon as you find it, that it's available because it really it could be gone in a matter of a couple of days. And, and so- A couple of days, yeah. Yeah. yeah a and, couple of minutes. Often. Right, I mean- You gotta be, you gotta be fast. Yeah, yeah no, there's no question. I mean, especially for something, look, if you were look, waiting for a corner this with a private garage this and uh you know in uh, washer dryer in the unit in the price range that i want you, know, you start narrowing your options very quickly and then combine that with a tight market and it makes it difficult and so for the renter i think it's it's a perfect opportunity and i guess i want to sort of segue into because in addition to developing company a software a platform 
sort of a move of, of the marketing trend. You're also uh, author, I don't know if it's publisher is the right word, but certainly author of a book uh, talks about how to negotiate a lease and things you should and shouldn't do as a renter. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, we've, um, I've talked to personally nearly a thousand renters in the past couple of years in the process of building this business. Uh, and there are some common themes that I kept finding over and over again. You know, I'm, I'm talking to them because I want to understand how they're using Dwellsy and how we can help them have a better search experience and help them find the best place uh, as efficiently and effectively and enjoyably as possible. Um, but along the way, I realized that there's a tremendous amount of knowledge that all of us in the industry have about how to successfully do a rental search. And it's not accessible to the renter in any way. It's not taught in schools. There's no books on the topic previously. So. You know, I kept seeing the same pattern. You know, we mentioned how quickly you have to move in order to rent a place. But a lot of people approach it as if it's college application, where they submit all the applications and they assume that the landlord is just going to come through them and find the one they want. Um, so the best photo is going to get you the place. But it's not like that at all, as you know. You know, fair housing and other uh, rules make it such that you really want to respond to the first inquiry you get, respond to the first application yeah. you get, you know, handle them in a... Um, in a very linear process like that. And that means you've got to be first. And that's just one of a hundred different uh, things that renters just didn't know that we saw the necessity of, of explaining to people. So that was how the book came together. And so the, the title of the book is Everything You Need to Know About Renting But Didn't Know to Ask. And so it's, is it, it's really a guide to the renter to say, Here, here's how you should go about it. Exactly. Yeah, the intent was to write a comprehensive how-to book that would guide the renter through the entire search process and then help them make the most of it once they're into um, their new place and, and then also once they're into their new place and they need to get out of their new place, how do you get out of it gracefully, maintain a good relationship with your landlord, and then move on to your next place successfully? Yeah, well, as a guy who lives it every day, uh, I, I can tell you firsthand that when the applications come in and we start to review them, while it's nice to have a cover letter, while it's nice to have a picture of the dog or the family, uh, and, you know, I've uh, almost everybody we talk to's dog uh, doesn't bark or bite or pee or poop, right? They're uh, the best you ever heard. <laughs> there are and no problem dogs. No, there's no problem dogs. Right? They are all um, fantastic, yeah. So only problem tenants. <laughs> so the uh, – but in terms of, of packaging it, there, there's no question. And then some people just don't pay up attention to their credit and they don't even know what's on their credit score or their credit report. Yeah. Or if there's something on there, I mean, if there's a medical bill for $30 from eight years ago, for me as a landlord, I don't care. But if you stiffed your yeah. last landlord or the utility company or your cell phone company, uh, or you have tons of debt that you, you know, have been laid on, th those are major things that just talk about, you know, performance. And then uh, if there really is a logical explanation as a tenant, you really need to explain it away. Uh, otherwise, nobody's going to give you the time of day, especially in this market where a lot of people have gotten burned by tenants during COVID who took advantage of the situation or just really couldn't pay. Yeah, yeah. No, that's absolutely the case. You know, you're you're trying to do your underwriting, um, but you also have constraints around how you have to do that. Um, you got to focus on the things that matter, but also there's a lot of things that you can't focus. So, you know, helping renters understand uh, how that process works so that they can navigate it successfully and get a good outcome. You know, I was thinking of this one woman that I talked to who was literally a rocket scientist. She was a, uh, an engineer at aeronautical school, and um, she uh, had gone through, I think, eight rental processes that she walked me through. And the pattern that she hadn't determined was in each case, there had been some sort of happy circumstance that had happened where, you know, I remember one of them, she was literally walking along a street as a landlord was planting a sign in the front yard. 
And, you know, right there in that moment, she's like, can I see your place? I said, sure. She went in and ended up renting it. She was the first person to see that. She was a great tenant. Um, he was lucky to have her and she was lucky to find the place. But, you know, that speed is so important. Yeah. And I would also just say, you know, the if the landlord's asking for information, get it to them quick. Yes. And, and yes. get it and do it completely. I mean, we have people that apply and then they give us the application and then we go, okay, we need pay stubs. We need a copy of your driver's license. You know, if it takes you four or five days to get it to me, if that's how you operate, then, you know, how, how does that yeah. relate to how you handle it? I mean, like, I want you to want yeah. the place. And then I also, you should have that stuff together before you go looking so that you're just ready to give it to somebody. I mean, be prepared, I guess, yeah. is the best uh, yeah. simple yeah. solution that I would have 100%. for folks. And then from a landlord's yeah, perspective, yeah, from a landlord's perspective, like you want someone who wants the place, you want someone who's got their act together and you, you do want to, you know, you don't need their whole life story. Uh, it's not like I'm the little old lady renting you my house I've lived in for 40 years. I, I just want to know you're going to be a good tenant and hopefully take care of the place and pay your rent on time. And I'll do my part and, you know, keep the place in good shape and fix stuff that gets broken. And hopefully that's a good setup, but it's, it's difficult. There's no question. There's no question about it. And so in terms of the information that the website uh, gives to folks out there, do you find that they're able to take advantage of the fact? So, so I mean, if, if I'm using Dwellsy as a landlord, I have a unit that comes available. Really, the minute that I decide I'm going to market it, I, I don't want to say within minutes, but you give me the answer. I mean, how quickly is it up on the site? So we have about a 15-minute processing time on our end in order to ensure that things aren't fraudulent, that they are what they seem to be, um, that all of the data passes over. But you know, 15 minutes from you clicking that button to say that you have an available listing, it'll appear on Dwellsy's site. Yeah, and so as a renter, I could also set up searches so that I'm notified if some new stuff in the neighborhood or the area that I want to rent in comes available yeah. so that I get notified and I can jump on it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You want to be that first in that first spot. Yeah, no question. And so... Uh, in terms of what you're seeing in general in the market, you obviously don't want to say you have your finger on the pulse of every single market, but certainly you're able to see trends of what's going on in the apartment markets in the various different places around the country as a whole. If we were going to generalize for a second, do you foresee based on the trends and the data that you have that the apartment markets will continue to be strong going forward? And, and is that a function of just supply and demand or just that there's a lack of housing? And what do you contribute that to? Yeah, so I, I'm seeing a, a very high level of strength across the rental housing space generally, um, but a different kind of strength than we've seen in the past couple of years. You know, we've seen a real migration to a different type of asset and a different type of market. You know, rental prices for three-bedroom single-family homes are up almost 30% over the last three years. Bigger apartments have gotten much more price appreciation. And what I describe as you know, resort-like communities or the kind of places where people have very close ties to those communities, um, university towns, those sorts of places, uh, have outperformed other markets, largely because, because of COVID, it changed behaviors and patterns. A lot more people can work from home now than they used to. People are thinking very differently about how they're using their home space and where they can live. Uh, and as a result of that, we've seen some winners and losers. Uh, overall, across the market, uh, you know, we've seen rents for smaller units hold pretty flat over the last couple of years. One-bedroom apartments are actually down 2% year over year. Um, that's the benchmark that we use for uh, apartments. Uh, and over the past couple of years, you know, rents are flat or down for one-bedroom apartments. Not everywhere. There's certainly markets where that's not the case, um, but nationwide. Uh, and I, continue, I, I expect that to continue to be the case. We've got strong deliveries of new inventory 
in in rentals, uh, in uh, multifamily rentals, uh, and that's really uh, helping hold prices down. But they're holding them down at a reasonable level. If you look at the past 30 years, you'll see that uh, rent as a percentage of income has almost doubled. Uh, so folks are really stretching to afford apartments. I think the good news for uh, landlords is that rents are holding uh, while incomes catch up to some degree. So you're not seeing a significant rent decline like you might have seen in 2008, 2009, 2010. Yeah. And I mean, again, talking from a landlord's perspective, the cost to operate an apartment building, certainly here in Southern California, but I imagine it's everywhere around yeah. the country, have gone up exponentially. I mean, they're not yeah. going up with the cost of inflation, even with inflation at 6 or 8%, or if it's down to 4 whatever number you want to use in today's world. Yeah. The fact of the matter is insurance is up 20, 30, 40%. Your taxes continue to go up all the time. And then your operating costs, whether that's electric costs, water costs, gas, trash for utilities, those are all up 20, 30% uh, here in Southern California. And so to to raise someone's rent, even the 10% maximum of the rent control that exists doesn't even keep you pace as a uh, landlord with the rising costs of operating a building, let alone if you just kept your rent the same. You're, you're actually going yeah. significantly backwards. And so that, to yeah. me, is, is an interesting dilemma that I think we'll see play out as we go forward. No, you're absolutely right. The cost impact. And I think a lot of renters don't fully appreciate how much it costs to run an apartment and provide a great service to them. Um, but there's a lot of work and a lot of effort involved in there and a lot of cost associated with it. And that cost has not been stagnant that's for sure no look as, as a tenant i mean if i was a tenant i'd be like well it's not my problem you know you're the landlord deal with it you own the property yeah. and that's what you get for buying the property at the same time i don't as a landlord expect sympathy from my tenants but it is a question of understanding this is how the world works and it's not like i raise your rent and all my costs stayed the same my costs went up more than whatever your rent went up so i'm worse off anyway and the alternative is the tenant moves and you spend more money to remodel it, and then maybe you're even worse than worse off. And uh, that's the, the why you try and keep your building full at the end of the day. But I also find, and I'm curious what you think, because in different parts of the country, it's a different dynamic. Here in Southern California, the rents are very expensive, obviously, and as a percentage of income, it's very high. But at the same time, you cannot. it's very difficult to buy a place because the cost to buy a home, regardless of where you are, in most instances, is still more than renting. But in in many of the markets around the country you look at a phoenix or even las vegas where you you could actually if the rents go up enough i mean i should just buy a place because my mortgage would be the same amount of money or even better after taxes than renting yeah yeah i think you know it it is as you're describing in southern california and a lot of other expensive markets it's very clear to everybody that um, that owning is more expensive than renting but i think one of the things that's underappreciated is how great an experience renting is for the renter. You save a lot of time. You save a lot of money that's invisible to you, the renter. And you know that fully loaded cost of ownership puts almost every market in the country in, in a place, and I include Phoenix in this, where it is actually cheaper to uh, rent than to own, um, which says something about whether rents are at the right place or not right now. But for the renter's perspective, you can save money, get a lot more time back in your, you know, that you can use for things that you're passionate about or put towards work effort or whatever. Um, and, and also there's a lot of peace of mind that comes with knowing that if something breaks, it's somebody else's problem. Uh, so there's a lot of benefit there as well. And well, also flexibility. You get to move every year. Yes, that's what I was just going to say. Right? The flexibility of maybe it's not every year, but whenever you want to move, you can move. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. 
And so, yeah, I mean, and I think also with the younger generation, uh, the the pride of ownership, the desire to own a home just isn't there like it was with uh, different generations. And people are okay to rent. It's just sort of a fact of life. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So I think going forward, I mean, that, that bodes well for uh, your company. It bodes well for the platform. It bodes well for the continuing evolution of the real estate and the technology as it relates to the real estate. And it'll be interesting to see you know, where the markets go and, and how companies like yourselves continue to provide services that help make transactions easier, quicker, better to help facilitate that as we move forward. And so, yeah, I appreciate what you're doing. I like the product. How can people find you or find out more about the Dwellsy platform and, and be able to check it out? What's the website? Yeah, absolutely. So it's dwellsy.com is the website and, and dwellsyiq.com is our data website if folks are interested in the data. And the book is Everything You Need to Know About Renting, available in uh, bookstores everywhere. You can find it on Amazon or wherever else you're buying your bookstore, your books. And if anybody wants to reach out to me, I'm just Jonas at Dwellsy.com. I'm happy to chat. And Dwellsy, just for those who are writing it down, is D-W-E-L-L-S-Y. So just so we're clear. So, I, Jonas, I appreciate you coming on and, and sharing your thoughts and talking about your, your company and the markets. It was a pleasure. I told you when we started it would go quickly, and it has. And so I'm going to let you get back to the crap table. I think that your seat's starting to get cold. But I do appreciate you coming on the show, and best of luck to you and your family and your business going forward, and we'll look forward to talking to you again soon. Same here, Barry. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you. Great. And for those of us out there, I am Barry Saywitz, president of the Saywitz Company. Thank you for tuning in. If it's Tuesday, we're talking real estate. We will see you back here next week. Thanks to our whole crew here at OC Talk Radio and everyone that puts the show together on a weekly basis. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. there you have it. You've been listening to Let's Talk Real Estate, your weekly BS with Barry Saywitz about the current state of the real commercial real estate market right here in Southern California. On Orange County's only community radio station, OC Talk Radio, streaming live from our studio here at the University of California Irvine's Beale Applied Innovation Center.